All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords for the segment. We're joined by Adam in the studio. Good morning. Good morning, Lena. Happy hump day. Happy hump day indeed. Yeah. Can you imagine walking into a job interview, someone asking you, what I, is your MBTI? I was quite taken aback with the question of the day. <laughs> and uh, I personally, I don't think it's MBTIs. No, it's, you can't judge someone by the MBTI because everyone's MBTI changes every ah. time. Fair point, yeah. right? And even Meyer Briggs, who created a test, yeah. would agree with you, right? Yeah. Uh, so is that a fair gauge of understandings mm. if someone's right for the job? Personally, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I've taken several MBTI tests and they've all produced differing results. You know, that's a the first letter's always red e, flag in my face. <laughs> Your personality changes every day. No, I mean, I'm not like... I'm not like... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. But I, I don't have these mood swings, if that's what you're implying. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it always starts with E. That is something that is consistent with me. It's the really? other three letters that seem to change every now and again. You know, it's really interesting because growing up, I thought I was a fully fledged extrovert. But yeah. the second I started working in Korea, these yeah. tests consistently gave me introvert. And I yeah. thought, does my surroundings also influence me? And the yeah. short answer is probably yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> day by day as well. I mean, you'll feel you uh, if you take a test two days in a mm. row, you might get different results. So yeah. to do a job interview based on that, right? Hmm. The right? But it's happening, yeah. and that's why we're bringing it into the studio to talk about it more in detail, Diane. But just look at how much we can talk of a storm <laughs> exactly. around the topic, yeah. which is why it's also still yeah. continuously a popular topic amongst Gen Z and millennials. I do want to say this, though. Something one of my pet peeves is when people of opposite genders, genders. use MBTI to judge people in relationships. Ah... I really don't like that. <laughs> Just saying. Just, <laughs> I wanted to put that out there. Does that throw you <laughs> off? Is oh, it? God. Okay. No, but yeah, it seems like your mm. other significant partner, mm. uh, whoever it may be, mm. uh, tends to judge in mm. the younger generations mm. based on MBTI. And it's just like, no, mm. no, that's not how you judge relationships and not how you go about relationships. Yeah, I, I think to be safe, maybe we're trying to avoid personality types that just yeah. wouldn't mend well with myself. But yeah. is that the best gauge to do it? No. No, according to yeah. Adam. But you're up to your own opinion, so let us know. What are your thoughts on this entire thought process? God, I could go for another hour. I know. <laughs> you don't have time. I know. So Shame. we're going to shift gears. <laughs> yes, let's do. <laughs> As always, we're going to try to summarize some of these major keywords for you in our headlines. So let's get started with our first keyword of the day. Omicron wave. So we're starting out with our COVID-19 coverage. The Omicron field surge is causing record daily cases every day, and we could see another record high number of infections today. In fact, the worst is yet to mm. unfold, right? The estimation is early March. Yeah, that's right. I mean, these numbers are quite high, but uh, as you say, yeah, the peak is not with us yet. Uh, but if we look at the latest numbers, as of 9, uh, 9 p.m. yesterday, there were just under 160,000 cases. That's more than 60,000 cases compared to the the same time the day before, the caseload is expected to actually exceed 160,000 today, if counting the cases by midnight. Uh, it's also likely that the daily figures will continue to rise in the coming days and weeks. Uh, numbers also tend to rise from midweek as well. It is a Wednesday mm -hmm. because of uh, early week is a fewer testing over the weekend, uh, a trend that we've been seeing a lot during this pandemic. Health authorities have warned that the caseload could spike further to a high as 270,000 by early next month. 
Uh, government data shows that one in three people getting tested are getting positive results mm. uh, now. Now, the actual numbers, unfortunately, being reported are said to be much less than the actual infections. Uh, this is because the Omicron variant is less symptomatic. So mm. many people don't feel the need they, uh, to get tested because they probably aren't suspecting any um, infection. Right. And of, of course, this is adding to concerns of silent spreaders as well. It has always been a problem, but it's been exacerbated with Omicron. Um, as the number of critically ill patients, though, are relatively low, the government assesses the current situation as kind of the initial stages of pivoting into what is being called an endemic. So mm-hmm. basically basically treating it like a seasonal flu, if you mm-hmm, will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, health official Pak Yang said if the country can effectively manage the spread of COVID-19 while maintaining a low fatality rate, uh, the final stop would be integrating into the Omicron response with the management system for general infectious diseases, i.e. like the seasonal flu. Uh, she added that while the spread of Omicron may resemble a crisis from a short-term perspective mm. with the high numbers, in the long term, it will be actually an opportunity ret- to return to normalcy if severe cases uh, and deaths are controlled. That's where the focus is at the moment with Mm. the medical system. Uh, However, there has been no mention of a timeline of a possible return to uh, pre-pandemic normality, so Mm. we'll just have to keep our eyes open. (laughs) Uh, Because if we learned anything in the last two years is that a lot of these rules are susceptible to changes depending on how the facts uh, take us. We've never been in a pandemic of this scale before, so taking it in stride. Um, Numbers, as you've said, is Mm -hmm. probably going to get worse but it's the unavoidable next step to become an endemic. Yeah. All right, on to our second keyword of the day. Let's try that one more time. Relief funds. All right. Lawmakers have passed a 16.9 trillion won extra budget bill that's aimed mostly at supporting small businesses hit by a pandemic restriction. Some of the handouts are to be given out starting today. So tell us the details. Yeah, so quite quick uh, yeah. to give out these um, uh, relief money. It wasn't passed that long ago. Uh, 3.3 uh, million small businesses and self-employed people will receive 3 million won each in this relief money. Uh, as you say, the money will be start uh, to be rolled out today. A list of new recipients are also added. Uh, tutors, golf caddies, performing artists, uh, as well as other freelance workers in the so-called special employment sector will each get up to one million one. Uh, private taxi drivers, bus drivers, they're going to get one and a half million one, but they'll get those handouts next month. It's the small businesses and the small merchants that are in the top priority at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the bill also stipulates that the government will increase the ratio of loss compensation for small businesses as well. Until now, the government uh, compensated 80% of a business's losses caused by restrictions, but this will now be increased to 90%. Um, Now, the small businesses that are eligible will be those set up before December 15th of 2021 and have between 1 billion won and 3 uh, billion won in sales as of January 17th uh, this year. Um, Again, a rotational system will be implemented uh, for application. Today, businesses whose registration number ends in an even number can apply. Odds will be tomorrow. Uh, Text messages will be sent out to those eligible and applications will begin online from 9 a.m., so in an hour's time. And it seems that they've tried to simplify the process. So for those who have already received relief, that link will just take you straight into a page of simple questionnaire and Mm -hmm. then you'll get the relief payment immediately, it seems. All right. So look out for the text messages if you do apply and are eligible. Mm-hmm. All right. On to our third keyword of the day. Saddle mine issue. 
Foreign Minister Chung Yong has met with UNESCO's chief to discuss Japan's latest move to list the controversial Sado Mine as a World Heritage Site. So what came out of this meeting? Yeah, so the meeting with Audrey uh, uh, Azale in Paris lasted about 40 minutes and Chung, unsurprisingly, expressed deep concerns over Japan's move or planned move. Uh, Azale said UNESCO fully understood Seoul's concerns and she added UNESCO will continue to work to have Japan honor its 2015 pledge to make public Public, the information on the forced labor Koreans at the other UNESCO sites. Now, before the meeting, Chung attended the Indo-Pacific Ministerial Forum, something we uh, touched upon yesterday. There, he called for regional efforts to address disputes over historical issues. So uh, the, the tensions with Japan uh, also were mentioned in that speech. Mm-hmm. He cited Europe, Europe's experience of overcoming differences over history to reach reconciliation and unity. Mm-hmm. Um, he expressed hopes that he that that, that uh, system or that reconciliation could mm. be applied to the Indo-Pacific region as well. Now, Tokyo announced its bid to have the Sadomai listed as a World Heritage Site earlier this year. Seoul has been continuously protesting the move. Um, as, of course, Sadomine is home to uh, four wartime forced labor of Korean workers. This issue has been going on for some time. Mm-hmm. They haven't made the the push yet, Japan, but, uh, of course, more protest, uh, protests are expected uh, as, uh, until they do, anyway. All right, on to our fourth keyword of the day. Overseas voting. Uh, overseas voting for the 2022 presidential election right around the corner for us will commence on Wednesday. Uh, what should we know? Yeah, so these overseas voters will be able to cast their ballots at 177 diplomatic offices, 219 polling stations across 115 countries. Polls will open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Now to vote, citizens must provide a photo ID as well as their name and birth date. Uh, Um, Now, absentee voting will not, however, take place in Ukraine due to the, of course, escalating tensions involving Russia. Uh, Travelling voters can cast their ballots in Korea on March 9th if they can produce paperwork showing that they were not in the country they had registered to vote from during the absentee voting period. Now, uh, an an overseas voter is usually registered to vote in a particular country. So if you're planning a holiday, for example, on the day of the uh, election, then you have to register Mm. uh, where you're going to vote if you want to. Now, here in Korea, precautions, of course, are also going to be taken to prevent um, the spread of COVID-19 at polling sites as well, including after-hours voting and stuff like right, that. We're going to have the polls open later for mm. those who are infected with COVID-19, right? Yes. On to our fifth keyword of the day. Winter Paralympics. So in case you weren't keeping track, the Korean Winter Paralympic team have had their inaugural ceremony and are mm. hyped up for a good performance in Beijing. Tell us a little bit about the Paralympic team. Yeah, I mean, the Paralympic, uh, Paralympic teams don't usually get a lot of the limelight. Not but enough. I'm, not enough. Least. And yeah. I think they should because they're certainly uh, wonderful uh, athletes and uh, very competitive as well. Now, the Beijing Winter Paralympics will run through March 4th to March 13th. A total of 78 events will be contested across six sports. Uh, Korea will be sending a total of 32 athletes. They'll be joined by some 50 coaching staff. Uh, Team Korea's strengths are in wheelchair curling, cross-country and alpine skiing when it comes to the Winter uh, Paralympic Games. The Korean wheelchair curling team is actually currently ranked at number five in the world, so quite Mm. high. Um, At the Pyeongchang Games, the team narrowly missed out on a medal, losing 5-3 to Canada at the time in the bronze medal match. 
match. Hopefully, they're going to be looking for a podium finish this year. Uh, Korean skiers are also heading to the Games in good form. They've won two medals at the World Parasnow Sports Championships uh, last month, in fact. Um, Team Korea won one gold and two bronze back in Pyeongchang 2018. Uh, expectations are a little lower this year with the goal uh, being set at just two bronze medals but I think uh, with the um, Olympic Games uh, Winter Olympic Games as well I think these medal expectations have been lowered especially considering the circumstances Alright and on to our last key word of the day Record K-pop sales. BTS agency HYBE has become the first K-pop management agency in the country to surpass 1 trillion won in annual sales. That's quite a feat considering that the entertainment industry was also hit by the pandemic. I know. Uh, <laughs> now, this is a, certainly uh, an astonishing achievement. Now, in a regulatory filing, HYBE said its sales for 2021 were tentatively tallied at one and a quarter trillion won. That's up 58% from the previous <laughs> year. Its operating profit rose 31% to 190 billion won net profit estimated at 141 billion won which is up 62 percent and of course bts were unsurprisingly the leading factor behind hive's solid performance you don't say (laughs) right um uh, now there have been sayings that bts are the ones that are you know raising the agency not the other way around (laughs) Um, now the company's album sales also rose 18 percent from the previous year to 378.5 billion one mm. um, just for those who don't know Hype just don't manage uh, BTS they've got other artists there as well and they also manage album sales of um, uh, Ariana Grande as yeah, well right. and um, other uh, US singers and Western singers now it's concert sales recorded uh, just under 50 billion one last year that's nearly a tenfold increase from 2020 <laughs> and of course that was largely thanks to BTS's uh, LA concerts late last year as well mm. um, and Hybe also has other plans for more revenue uh, this year including NFTs no. and new games and also more overseas tours with BTS you know I <laughs> NFTs, don't get me started. <laughs> there, there were false alarms, uh, uh, you know, actually raised about these NFTs created by some group of people that had no affiliation to Hive. That was a yeah. false alarm. But it turns out Hive all this time <laughs> along had plans to do their own thing. We could do an Gosh, entire segment on this, couldn't we? could, we? yes. <laughs> but for the time being, the boys are still red hot. Uh, yes. Thank you very much, Adam. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.